Howdy, you're listening to the Think Brasses podcast. We host conversations with locals, politicians, and policy experts to help families thrive in Brasses County, Texas. So when you're thinking about how to make your community better, just remember, think local, think Brasses. So we are joined by Barry Moore, who is the chairman of the Regional Mobility Authority. Did I get that right? Nailed it. Well, thank you so much for coming on Think Brazos. And uh, today we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, some things that are high on your priorities for this season. Uh, Your, if not your name, your organization keeps popping up in some of these interviews we've been doing. And so we wanted to delve a little bit more into what the regional mobility authority is uh so yeah again thank you so much for for coming on and the first thing i wanted to hear a little bit about though is your background i was doing a little bit of research and found that you studied uh agronomy right yeah at at a and m &M, correct yep how did you make the leap from you know studying crops or, or whatever it is that you do all the way over to transportation and the rma uh, yeah, it was. A, it's been a circuitous route. Um, after uh, after A and M, I was actually a youth pastor for a number of oh. years, um, and uh, and really enjoyed that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a, there was a season for that, and the season kind of came to an end, and got into commercial real estate, which um, is what allowed me to, to come back to Bryan College Station. I was in the Houston area. Um, okay, family's from Bryan. Um, you know, was was here as a as a kid. We moved around a bunch, but. This has always been, Brian Collishane has always been home. And so in 2014, got the opportunity uh, through my real estate business to come back to town and and was a really easy decision for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty quickly got involved in uh, local service. uh, Okay. Served on the Planning and Zoning Commission. Oh, right. In City College Station. uh, Served two years on the City Council in the City College Station. uh, And then kind of felt like I might be okay being done with Mm -hmm. that type of uh community service until i got the call from uh the governor's office and we'll we'll probably talk a little bit about it but the uh, the chairman of the rma the regional mobility authority uh, is appointed by the governor and so i got a call from his office asking if this was something i'd be interested in doing and when was that that was uh, early 2021 was when that call came in so got it uh, i was uh, i was appointed as chairperson in the last legislative session Mm -hmm and uh in the spring and then um have been serving for a little over a year and, okay uh, learning a lot and i don't have a, a you know a huge transportation background but mm-hmm. i'm fortunate that on our board we're i'm surrounded with a ton of expertise yeah i think i can see the connection a little bit more between especially the planning and zoning commission and city council you probably ran into a lot of transportation related things at the city level as well right did any of those kind of inform some of your mindset in in running this uh, authority you know what i think it did more than anything is you know when you when you serve on council and you kind of serve the mm-hmm. you're serving the whole city uh, it helps you get out of maybe your own uh, you know micro environment your own neighborhood and understand the the needs that are facing other neighborhoods and other parts of the community mm-hmm. um, because of the way that that we the cities of bryan and college station oriented and they sure. work together within the county and being kind of the the bulk of the county you really start to pay attention to transportation needs in Bryan or transportation needs in 
unincorporated areas of the county. So, okay. yeah, absolutely. It, it, it certainly broadened my, uh, my view on transportation in the area and, and a number of other things as well. Okay, so the RMA, the Regional Mobility Authority, uh, I told you last week, I think, when we met that, honestly, when I first heard that, I was thinking those green buses that drive up and down Texas yep. Avenue and that kind of stuff. You told me that's not correct. Uh, can you speak a little more of what this organization is and, and um, how you think it helps? Sure. Yeah. So the RMA is uh, is short for Regional Mobility Authority. Uh, there's a number of RMAs across the state of Texas. It is a in the short version, it's a political subdivision oh, um, okay. that was created uh, by the Texas Transportation Commission and the Texas Legislature uh, to help communities. Uh, help themselves uh, mm -hmm. and focus on traffic and mobility and congestion issues, really all transportation issues, all mobility issues in their community. So, okay. uh, so call it a text dot district within mm -hmm. a district. And there are a number of text dot districts across mm -hmm. the state. We in Bryan College Station, Brazos County is in the Bryan text dot district, right. uh, which would make most people think that Bryan College Station is the hub, the center, the most important, uh, most populated part of the district uh, and that's not necessarily true our district goes it's bordered on the on the east by the Lufkin district to give you an idea of how far uh, okay. east the district goes yeah. so I-45 um, Huntsville Madisonville mm -hmm. all falls into the Bryan district wow uh, so a lot of tech stops funds mm -hmm. go to work on I-45 which is a major interstate through the yeah. district so the what the RMA will allows us to do is is have a little bit more of a local focus on transportation. Okay. So we work really closely with TxDOT, um, but the projects that the RMA works on are only in Brazos County. Brazos County is the only county oh. a part of the, the RMA. I got and you. So again, we can focus our energy on mobility, transportation, congestion issues within mm -hmm. uh, within Brazos County only. You know, you mentioned the Brazos Transit District buses. So transit. Um, in public transportation fall can fall under the uh, the purview of the RMA, okay. um, as well as you know pedestrian facilities, mm -hmm. roadways, obviously, um, bicycle facilities, airports. Um, okay. You know all all of these things can we can have a play a part in you know the future of all of these things. So you weren't that far off. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. So you've kind of talked, uh, I guess higher level as far as what you do but what's some like on the i know y'all are very new um but what is i guess the some of the main goals that you're hoping to accomplish in the next few years through this mobility authority like real projects the things that people watching would be like oh that makes sense to me um yeah can you speak a little more yeah, on some of those absolutely i'll, I'll, I'll start big picture and then i'll, yeah, I'll kind of go there um so big picture the RMA is is really the last we say the last tool that we don't have in our toolbox or didn't have in our as toolbox a as a community okay. when it comes to dealing with congestion, dealing with traffic issues. Uh, so it was I think it was a, a great um, I, you know idea and a great plan that was put forth by some community leaders okay. in 2016, 2017 to start to say, hey, should we consider this RMA model? Okay. Uh, there was broad support from both cities, Bryan College Station, the county, Texas A&M, the system, TxDOT, uh, to do 
this to create an RMA. And so there's a long process that I won't bore you with to get to actually having an RMA Appreciate standing it. up. Uh, but that process was was uh, undertaken, uh-huh. and and we got here today. And so then the next thing was okay. Well, what are we going to do? Mm. Um, are you know what kind of projects are we interested in? So we had over the last probably 14, 15 months have had numerous meetings with City of Bryan, City of College Station, sure, uh, local groups, the county, Texas A&M, TxDOT, to say okay, where what are some projects that the RMA can actually play a part in, in helping relieve congestion, helping mobility in the area. Mm-hmm. Because what we didn't want to be was just another, you know, political organization, right? Um, that or government organization, I should say, um, that's just there with you know, without any real purpose. Like duplication. Exactly. Okay. Um, and so what we did is we went and had all these meetings and um, kind of came up with what we felt like was a consensus uh, for some projects that we not only that would be valuable to the community, mm-hmm. but were projects that the RMA could actually undertake. Okay. We took those back around to that same group, got, again, consensus that, okay, yes, these projects are uh, are some projects that, that would be great for the RMA. And so what they are, uh, we, we kind of broke them down into, call it a near-term, an intermediate-term, and a long-term project. The near-term project is the intersection of Arrington Road, uh, Greens Prairie, and William Fitch in South College Station. Okay. Uh, so South College Station has been the fastest growing part of the county uh, for some time now. Right. And there are a number of uh, call them traffic choke points in that area, none more than that yeah. intersection where those three, four roads come together. Yeah, it's kind of weird, actually. I was just down there, and you probably live nearby, but it's it's just, I don't know. There's a little bit of absurdity there. So There, there is. <laughs> you know, I don't know um, I don't know exactly how it, it came to, yeah. to be where that happened that way, but, but it did, and it's what we're dealing with. Gotcha. The nice thing is about that intersection is that we can really do some improvements to that intersection without doing a what's called a grade separated interchange where you've mm-hmm. got an overpass and an underpass. I got you. Uh, so that's our intermediate term project, you know, alleviating some congestion at that, yeah. at that intersection. Uh, the, excuse me, that's our short term. The intermediate term project is, uh, out around the Relis campus at highway mm-hmm. 21 and 47 and kind of the Northwest part of the County. Uh, I would tell your, your viewers and your listeners, if you haven't been out to, uh, just driven by Relis in the last yeah. five, seven years, take a look it doesn't look anything like like it used to right um with that comes additional traffic uh additional congestion that's a gateway of our community on Mm -hmm. the west side of Bryan. yeah and so we felt like it was important to look at in the intermediate term how can we make sure that folks can get into and out of not just the relis campus Mm. but Bryan and college station coming from the west right okay got it and then um and then longer term what else are you are you working on? Yeah, the longer term project that we've identified is what we call the Inner East Loop. Okay. Uh, and quickly, I'll try to describe it. But if if you're interested, and in, uh, you can Google the Brazos County uh, Metropolitan Planning Organization MPO yeah. 2050 plan, and on okay. the 2050 plan, you'll see a purple line uh, that kind of completes what would be the 2818 loop mm-hmm. uh, around town. It does include William Fitch. So starting on the south part of the county at William Fitch and Highway 30, uh, going up along the eastern edge of the county and reconnecting to Highway 6 at uh, at 2018 on the north end near the Texas Triangle Industrial Park. 
uh, is what we call the inner east loop or east inner loop. Um, right now, that's just a line on a piece of paper. Right. But as the community continues to grow, I think it's going to be important for us to find another north-south corridor mm-hmm. uh, to move traffic and to move people. Uh, and then potentially to open up, you know, new areas for folks to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, our longer term project is that uh, people ask me a lot of times, how long is long mm-hmm. term? Uh, you know, I would anticipate that, you know, that's a, uh, that's a five to 10 year before we really have, you know, a, a real route identified and, and we've done some design and some environmental. So, you know, what I've, one thing I've learned about, transportation planning is that long-term is really long-term right most roads take you know 20 years plus from the time they're you know, right. conceived until the time that they're actually driving on lanes gotcha so long-term can be really long-term all right let's talk about the trickier subject how are you going to pay for all of that is it straight text dot funds that you're helping to manage or how do, how do you plan to do those yeah, so, so right now uh, on the on the November ballot, there is a, uh, a proposition on the county ballot called Proposition B. Um, proposition B would provide for a, uh, a $10 per vehicle registration fee um, to go towards funding projects for the RMA. Okay. Uh, so right now, if you go get your vehicle registered, it's probably about $70 yeah, to get it registered. Like um, which is, is pretty low uh, from a national standpoint. Uh, if, ref, if Proposition B passes, it would be an $80 registration okay. on motor vehicles. Okay. Uh, a question I get asked a lot is what all is going to be subject to this, this mm-hmm. deal? Because we are a, we're a community that still has a rather large agricultural economy. Yeah. Um, and so farm trailers are mm-hmm. the question we get a lot. Uh, oh, okay, like the bigger farmer that has thirty trailers, exactly. or whatever. <laughs> Am I going to have to pay ten dollars yeah. a year for every one of these trailers? And what's the uh, answer? The answer is no. Okay. Uh, and so, in the referendum language, we specifically made sure that it says uh, the the vehicle registration fee would be subject to vehicles that are that already pay the county's road and bridge fee, which doesn't include things like farm trailers token trailers, oh. um, specialty plates, a lot of things that you don't know exist unless you have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a big question that we get. So that would give the RMA a budget of about a million and a half dollars a year, uh, which in transportation terms is not that much. Right. Um, and this is the best part. Uh, and so if you only you, know, you want to stop listening after this part, watching after this part, this is the best part. The way TechStop works is they have to let a certain number of dollars every month mm-hmm. based on their budget to projects across the state. Gotcha. Um, and they also require a certain level of readiness for them to let a project. So let's say you what are do you mean, let go, a project. So let that? a project. That means to the money's budgeted. Okay. And we're going to let it, we're going to send that money to Dallas, okay. for instance, to the Dallas district, because they've got a project that we have budgeted for. Right. And we're going to send okay. that money. Well, let's say Dallas isn't ready. Uh, mm-hmm. TechStop cannot say, all right, Dallas, understand you, you guys didn't make it. Uh, let's, we'll wait till next month and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll give it to you next month. That's not the wow. way they work. The way they work is we've got to give this money to somebody. And so they start to look around the state for projects that are ready. And uh, if the RMA can take the lead on design uh, and, and preparing for these projects, this happens all the time where TechStop turns around and says, who's got a project that's ready? And if we can raise our hand and say, we're ready, 
that's how we can move things forward much more quickly. And so that's the impact that the RMA can have, not necessarily taking the budget, taking the, the funds that the RMA mm -hmm. has and, and spending them on building the road. It's taking the funds, spending them on preparing the project, designing the project until somebody text out or, you know, mm -hmm. the federal infrastructure bill or other monies that show up for projects that are ready. So that's the uh, most that's the most powerful okay. tool that the RMA has is okay. getting projects on the shelf ready to go so that when money comes along we can raise our hand in Brazos County and say hey Brazos County has has helped itself why don't you guys help us a little bit more and it and it happens all the time there's case you know there's there's stories from RMAs across the state where this very thing has happened when they can leverage uh, you know a, a small amount a very large amount just by being ready so that's what you see as like the primary responsibility of the rma is you know i work for a nonprofit, and so we have to pay grant writers to have these grants ready ready to go when the application window opens i think what you're saying is that effectively that's a big thing that the rma does but with text dot and with projects rather than Grants, Correct. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to be in the business. Uh, the RMAs are in the business of uh, um, the, the MPO, the Metropolitan Planning yeah. Organization plans. The RMAs in the business of implementing, and that implementation usually goes to the point of some sort of design. Whether we're hiring the the, the firm that designs the road, um, we can absolutely uh, spend the money on you know bringing out construction crews and right. building the road. Uh, but more likely than not, those dollars are coming from TxDOT or, yeah. uh, or you know, federal transportation dollars or something like that. Yeah, because a, a million and change that you're talking about here, how many feet of a major connector would that actually be? <laughs> not build? many, not many. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you understand, you know, these projects, like I said earlier, they take a really long time yeah. uh, and they're, they're expensive. Uh, right. So, you know, they... A million and a half dollars a year doesn't sound like a ton of money when you're talking about actually implementing projects, but when you can take that and leverage it through the process that I just mentioned, right. it really can make a huge difference. All right, so here's the big question in response to some of the things that you've said that I've heard several people throughout the county ask or, or talk about, and it's this. Sure, the, the $10 a year is not a huge deal. Uh, the million dollars that it raised, all of, all of this makes a lot of sense to people, I think. What the concern that I have heard sometimes is not the issue of right now what y'all are doing, but that late, latent authority to be able to, in the future, do things like toll roads, do things like um, you know other projects that may be quite a bit more controversial. How would you respond to that? Because I know you and I have talked off camera that you really don't have an interest in toll roads and this being a toll road RMA. But can you talk a little more about some of those concerns and uh, how you'd respond? Yeah, sure. To that? I'll, I'll address the toll road one first, because that's the question that we probably get asked the most. Right. Um, because there are some RMAs in the state of Texas who uh, who are toll road authorities. Um there's there's been zero discussion. Uh, there's zero plan. There's zero uh, vision for uh, any toll roads in Brazos County, mm -hmm. and and there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, one uh, is that we have heard uh, from the community that that's mm -hmm. not something that that folks are interested in. Uh, the second is that 
none of the the transportation issues that currently face Brazos County, uh, in my opinion, could be resolved with a toll road. Okay. Um, so it's uh, we've got a number of problems, uh, yeah. but I, I really feel like toll roads is a solution to a problem we don't have. Okay. Um, the the third is that there is not only is there no political will in uh, in Brazos County at this point on the RMA, uh, there's no political will in Austin, and you know toll roads have been uh, have have kind of fallen out of favor in Austin um, for a number of reasons. Um, sure. And so it doesn't really make any sense for us to pursue that, knowing that you know if if we did, mm-hmm. we would be we would, we would be told no, this isn't this isn't something that but we're going to. But can you pursue it? Does the legislation that establishes your RMA allow you to to pursue a toll road mm-hmm. in the future? Yeah, I, I think it probably, I think it probably would. Um, I don't know for sure. I don't know that it's it's if it's explicit or not. Yeah. Um, but I, what I do know is that from the very beginning um, of of this RMA, mm-hmm. that has been a conversation that has not has not come up. It's not been something that we've talked about. Uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time: the only people talking about toll roads are the people who uh, are saying we don't want toll roads. Sure. Um, and, sure. and so, you know, I'm kind of I'm, I, I agree. You know, we don't. I don't think it's a solution to a problem that we have. Okay. So, uh, but you see the the point, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, is that you could see how some people could be a little bit wary of funding, you know, the RMA in the way that's proposed on the proposition, um, knowing that there's a chance in the future that you could, you know, you might be gone, You're, you only serve uh, four years or you so can they're, renew. They're, they're two-year terms um, that can be renewed. Okay. Um, but yeah, that the, let's say... 20 years from now, you've got, uh, you're not there anymore, let's say, and uh, everybody who's on the board is gone. There's a whole new um, setup there, whole new people who then say, okay, now we're going to do a toll road. Um, so is that something that y'all as a, a authority have kind of talked about and thought about as far as how could you make the people... Um, I guess less wary of that outcome. Is there anything you can do? Yeah, you know. So I, I guess I'll, one way I'll answer that is that um, you know I I think it will be uh, I, I think our, the RMA is a, obviously I think it's a great model. I think it's a great tool, and I th- I do believe that it's probably the, one of the best things that uh, that we can do for ourselves in the future. Uh, you know, I, I kind of harken back to my time on city council uh, and where I learned that it's really hard to make everybody. Uh, happy today yeah um, and so i'm not even going to try to make everybody okay. happy in 20 years sure um, sure you know I'll, I'll also say 20 years ago um you know toll roads were seen um, broadly as a, a great tool yeah. to, to help transportation and to, to move things along and decrease congestion that has changed uh that's changed for a number of reasons uh, and so I don't know what the world looks like in 20 years. I don't know what Brazos County looks like in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that we have grown immensely in the last 20 years. Yeah. And over the last 40 years, our congestion has increased by 5%, a little over 5% per year, every year. So Is that kind of um, par for the course in Texas cities, or is that worse? We have been, we have been a, uh, aside from some big rapidly growing suburbs that are, okay. uh, we have been one of the fastest growing communities in, in the state and okay. so um, okay. you know we currently 
Uh, we currently have the, uh, in terms of ridership, we've got the seventh most uh, transit uh, riders in the state. Um, really? Because of the because university? Of Texas A&M university. Ah, okay. Um, you know, we, uh, where we are, we're, we're not, when you look at congestion compared to Austin or Houston mm-hmm. or Dallas, we're not those places. And I think I'd say a lot of people live here because we're not those right. places and we don't want to become those places. Right. Um, you know, we, we're dealing now with a lot of the issues that Austin was dealing with 25, 30 years ago okay. as we've kind of grown, moved from a, from a rural, um, you know, community to we're really becoming a, more of an urban county. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if we do the same thing that we've always done, we should expect the same results. We should expect traffic to continue to getting worse at 5% or more a year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, into perpetuity. What I think the RMA is, is attempting to do uh, is to say, hey, let's do something different and let's help ourselves a little bit more. Okay. Uh, so that was a long-winded way of, of saying, I don't know what we're going to look like in 20 years, but I hope uh, that the RMA can have a, a part in ensuring that we have, uh, that we've got less congestion, that we've got better mobility, uh, and that people are able to, to move around and enjoy the, the quality of life that we've come to, to know here. Uh, and also to be able to recruit, uh, you know, new people to come you know, to town, whether that's it, that's, you know, workers or businesses or whatever it may be. So how can people, if they want to research this themselves about the RMA, about some of the issues and projects that you, we've been talking about today, how can they best uh, get that information? Yeah, you bet. So the, the all, all of this information is on the RMA website. It's bcrma.org. Okay. Um, we've got uh, we've got a lot of information about the kind of the vision our strategic yeah. plan for the RMA is there the maps that I mentioned are linked there um, a lot of uh, you know there's a presentation that we've kind of been given around the community for the last year or so that's available there there's a lot of information there uh, there's an email there that goes uh, okay. ultimately straight to me gotcha. um, and so I'm happy to answer questions that folks have and you know my job right now is not to is not to advocate one way or the other mm-hmm. on on anything but it's to inform folks on this is what the RMA is. This is what the RMA can do. This is what it can't do. Okay. Um, and and I truly believe that the RMA is is a, a excellent way for us to take some control of our destiny as as far as transportation and mobility okay. are concerned going in the future. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast again. This has been Barry Moore with uh, the RMA. Uh, appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. The Think Brasses podcast is brought to you by Bryan College Station Habitat for Humanity. Our mission is a community where everyone can afford a home they're proud of. Habitat is a 501c3 charitable organization, so we do not make political endorsements. If you'd like to support our work in the community, you can make a tax-deductible donation online at habitatbcs.org. The Think Brasses podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts and on our website at thinkbrasses.org. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel if you'd prefer to watch videos of our conversations. Thanks for listening, and just remember, think local, think Brazos.